Hey, welcome back. This is Chelsea on Ched. Glad to have you here, Ched Nation, as we are getting closer and closer to making a decision here in this province in terms of who's going to be our next premier. One of the top issues that's deciding this election for voters is healthcare, and it has been since the beginning. We know that one in five Albertans don't have a family doctor, and emergency room wait times have been excruciating, to say the least. So what does the next premier need to do to help this failing system? On Wednesday of this week, more than 180 Calgary emergency room physicians put out a letter raising their concerns. And we're going to talk a little bit about what some of those concerns are with president of the section of emergency medicine for the Alberta Medical Association, Dr. Arun Abbey. Dr. Abbey, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is obviously an important issue and one that's been important for the last few years, for sure. Uh, it seems that we've been paying a closer, we've been giving healthcare a, a closer look over the last couple of years. Is Are these problems that are stemming directly from COVID or is there something else bigger going on? I think there's a couple of issues. One is our system was always at 100% capacity pre-COVID. And then when COVID happened, a lot of delays got uh, implemented in the system because uh, surgery got postponed a lot of clinics got shut down and so it became a backlog in the system and we didn't have the capacity to get back on track Mm. and COVID also changed the behavior because everybody the only place that was really open was emergencies emergency rooms in the community setting and so a lot of clinics were closed and everyone started coming to emerge to get a lot of their care and that kind of changed the trend. Even the consultants started saying everybody had to come through Emerge to get assessed because there's no outpatient clinics open. That we kind of became the default for a lot of uh, community care. Yeah, it's really created this huge bottleneck. And I mean, we've heard the headlines. We've seen the numbers when it comes to wait times being 10, 11, 17 hours in some places. And that really hasn't hasn't changed. We've heard from Premier Daniel Smith saying that uh, there's been some more supports put in place to help ease some of that pressure. But has it changed much? What does it look like right now in an emergency room situation? I think what's happened is the flow has improved in the last couple of months for sure. We're getting patients admitted but our volumes have increased. And as a result, um, because there's still not a lot of primary care, people don't know where to turn. Where is it? And so they come to emerge because they know they can kind of get, to a certain extent, they can get everything done in one stop. And so it makes it almost easier to get assessed. Mm. And then, um, and they're not, they don't necessarily have family doctors. There may not be clinics open. So it, we become kind of the de facto place to go because um, we're always open. I wonder when if you can if you can share a, a little bit of clarity or shed a little bit of light on this letter uh, that was issued by 180 Calgary emergency room physicians. So, you know, really highlighting some much needed areas of change. Obviously, the wait times, the fact that people are using emergency rooms as their primary source of care uh, would have been included in that letter. What else are issues that you see? Uh, so hospitals are historically running anywhere from. 90 to 115 percent capacity like last fall during the influenza outbreak and rsv outbreak we were at 115 percent so often half our beds were closed with admitted patients and so because we had all these admitted patients are emerged we couldn't get people up we couldn't see anybody so often the emergency room would have 50 people in the waiting room but we would be working out of a six bed emerge because we'd be holding 30 inpatients out of our 36 beds Wow. The other thing that's happened in particular is we're having to do much more workup in emergency than we ever used to do in the past. So people used to get admitted to hospital for workups 
for even sometimes cancer workups, but now we don't have the capacity to do that. So we're doing the entire workup in Emerge and then to, to figure out if we can, we even have to admit you to hospital because there's no beds and we know people aren't going to go upstairs for 24 hours. We tend to do much more workup in Emerge to try to avoid an admission. So that's another issue. And the issue or the solution isn't to just, um, you know, create more space and more availability and add more beds to the emergency room. I mean, it sort of has to start a little bit further back than that with the availability of a family physician for somebody or maybe, you know, getting creative and creating urgent care clinics that can be run by nurse practitioners. It feels like there are a few different solutions here. What's what's the way out? How do you see us navigating this in a really productive way? I think having some clinics with nurse practitioners and family doctors working together, teams, maybe even dietitians, kind of working on health promotion would be a huge issue um, to give people a way to access care after hours is a huge issue as well because I feel like sometimes people show up and emerge we're way busier at one in the morning than we ever used to be because a lot of times people don't we're the only place open at midnight and I think society's moved to a much more 24-hour clock than we used to and I think having primary care where people can go back to their family doctor or primary care provider with NPs that can help them out and sort through some of their issues would be uh, tremendously helpful accessing probably more long-term care spaces so we're not holding people in hospital who are waiting long-term care placement would be another issue as well. It's really, it's layered and it's really complicated. What about incentivizing doctors to come here? Or is it more about incentivizing med students to become family physicians? Yeah, for sure. Um, The hard part with running a family practice is it's become more complex. You know, I do feel like specialists are getting busier so they're trying to get some of the work done in the community before they see the patient because they're so busy that they're saying, if you can do all these things, then I can kind of see this patient uh, in a more efficient manner. So family doctors are having more responsibility put on them for sure than has occurred in the past. Our, pa- our population is getting older and they're getting more complex. So comprehensive family medicine is becoming a very um, difficult job. And I agree. It's it, one thing to incentivize people to become more family doctors, but they probably need to be compensated better because the reality is people are going into family medicine because they're not compensated as well as they are in other specialties. Yeah, I think when you compare uh, which career path you're going to go down, is it one that's going to contain a lot of paperwork and business overhead or you can go into a specialty and, you know, certainly uh, provide for yourself and your family in maybe a more significant way. I know which one seems more appealing. It's interesting. Some physicians have been outspoken when it comes to the election itself. Dr. Lorian Hardcastle, for example, an assistant professor in the University of Calgary, specializing in health law and policy, alludes to the fact that some of the headlines throughout this election might be making Alberta an unattractive place for physicians to come and practice here. You know, one of those uh, one of those that she references is the fact that Premier Daniel Smith, she's premier right now, has said that she would essentially forcibly um, uh, force treatment on someone who is addicted to drugs. And that is something that a lot of physicians, I think, have had an issue with. Do we just have an unattractive province right now for someone to come and be a physician? I think the hard part with anything becomes, I do think, in particular, family medicine was hit particularly hard uh, in the last couple of years by the government policy changes. And for sure, family medicine in Alberta has become an unattractive specialty, um, more so than other specialties, I I do think, more so than other ones. I think other ones aren't so bad. Um, The compensation is quite high for a lot of specialties, so people like to come here. But I do think, in particular, primary care has probably suffered more of a hit 
and has become more unattractive than other provinces, mm-hmm. compared to in particular Ontario and BC. Right? Well, BC just passed, you know, a big compensation model that has increased the pay for family doctors probably by upwards of 25 to 30 percent. So then that's become a, an attractive place. And when there's a shortage across the country, people are going where they're in demand. Yeah, and I mean, does it? it it's interesting the point that you raise because does it just come down to money? Does it just come down to being incentivized with? With payment, is that really the main the main issue? No, but I also think making their job easier. I think you alluded to it, like, and maybe you have an administrative framework where some people get to do a lot of the paperwork because there's a lot of bureaucracy mm-hmm. and getting referrals and a lot of paperwork. Most family doctors probably spend forty percent of the time doing paperwork, and if they could make that make their jobs easier, that there could be maybe you could hire assistants to do some of the paperwork and some of the logistics, so you can actually practice. Medicine, I mean, that's one of the issues in Emerge. We find there's much more logistics to do in our job than there used to be even 15 years ago. And one of the issues in Emerge, and we said that, is we're less efficient than we used to be 15 years ago because we're having to deal with way more logistics than we used to. And sometimes, and that's one of the issues, is people want to just see patients and sort through their medical issues rather than troubleshooting, trying to find a bed, trying to find a place to send them, trying to figure out what to do. You know, And logistics have become a huge issue in paperwork for family medicine. So less efficient, more logistics to deal with, more overhead, and yet busier and more demand for your services and for your abilities than ever before uh, creates a, a really frustrating position to be in. Uh, we're talking right now with Dr. Arun Abbey, president of the section of emergency medicine for the Alberta Medical Association. As we get closer and closer to finding a new premier in our province, what are we going to do to address the health care issue? We're going to get back into it in three minutes on Chelsea on Shed. Hey, welcome back. This is Chelsea on Shed. We're talking about health care in our province. One of the key voting concerns right now for you casting your ballots ahead of Decision Alberta. We're talking with president of the section of emergency medicine at the Alberta Medical Association, Dr. Arun Abbey. Uh, Dr. Abbey, as we get closer and closer to figuring out who's going to be premier of this province, are you liking what you're hearing when it comes to this campaign in terms of healthcare being a focal point? Are there ideas that are resonating with you and your team that you think could try to move us forward out of this bottleneck situation that's creating so much congestion, especially in emergency rooms? I'd like to see less polarization. I feel like it's hard when you're in a close election because everybody's become pretty polarized. It'd be nice if we were a bit more cooperative in the process. Mm-hmm. I think the focus has to be on primary care, keeping people healthy, and probably figuring out to do uh, with where we're going to go as our population gets older. Because if we're going to see more cancer. That just happens when our population gets older. We're going to see more issues with dementia, more issues with being able, can you be on your own? We need to get better home care to keep people living at home longer because they do better when they're at home longer. There has been a lot of conversation about public versus private. There were some comments that Premier Daniel Smith made in 2021 talking about uh, advocating for people paying for out of pocket, out paying out of pocket for services like family doctors. She has now countered that during this campaign. I want to clarify and committed to uh, public funding from Ottawa. But it still remains a big conversation, Dr. Abby. Is there a place for implementing some elements of a private system? I think, you know, the hard part is, I think in primary care, I don't think private would help that much because I think people wouldn't see their family doctor for routine stuff. And I think you'd see a lot of 
especially in the poor socioeconomic field, they just wouldn't, they would end up either coming to emerge if they didn't have to pay. So you might see more people coming to emerge if they don't have to pay for emergency room visits. And then you would see uh, delays in diagnosis for illnesses and illnesses get poorly managed. The question is whether or not you pay for surgery. And I think the hard part is we have to create more capacity for patients. Mm. When you have patients waiting two years for a knee and hip replacements, then I think we're doing a disservice for patients. So I, I agree with the surgical initiative because I think we need to, get people more time to care. And so that's the issue is within the, if they can get a more efficient system where you have, you know, in a private facility that does more surgeries and does it more efficiently, I'm, I'm keen with that. Mm-hmm. I think when you, when you have the problem with paying for stuff becomes also, are you going to have certain people get care and other people not get care? But I would just, I do think we have to expand our care so we can get to care in a timely fashion is the key. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think get creative with it. Um, now, conversely, the NDP has come out and said it, one of their campaign promise, promises excuse me, is to ensure every Albertan has access to a family doctor. They're saying they're going to hire 4,000 more health workers and create 40 new family health clinics. That sounds good, but it also sounds very lofty. What do you think about that? I think the hard part is getting staff. I think one of the issues becomes it has to be more team-based care. So maybe you're right. Maybe you have to get NPs helping family doctors. I think you have to figure out how you're going to get somebody to take some of the load of the paperwork for family doctors. I think um, so. I think the, it sounds great. I think the logistics are going to be um, difficult to be uh, to be sorted out. And I think the devil is going to be in the details. Yeah. Dr. Abby, thank you so much for making this time this afternoon. I know that your time is very valuable, so really appreciate you being on this afternoon. Thank you very much. Of course. That's Dr. Arun Abbey, president of the Section of Emergency Medicine at the Alberta Medical Association.